This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. It's a hot day today. <laughs> we are in an incredibly tight space, very close up. We haven't been this close in all of lockdown. <laughs> Things just, could really yeah. blow up here today because, yeah. you know, when you're hot, I'm hot, and you're hot. hungry. <laughs> I'm really, really hot. Um, so this is going to be a slightly different one today. And so far as quite an exciting uh, chat, this one, because we are featuring a number of voices in it. Obviously, Maddie's mm. voice note is going to be in there, uh, but also my mother. Nanny Dye is going to join us for a short a short section. Just put my teeth back in. Uh, we're talking, it's Pride Month, and uh, we've had a lot of people ask us over, well, over recent weeks and months, really, to talk about the topic of uh, coming out, um, both from the perspective of, uh, of being a parent of children that are coming out or, or struggling to come out, so the children are struggling, being gay parents of children and being the children of gay parents, um, I am the son of a lesbian parent, and that presented all sorts of kind of curious issues and and, and problems Chinese. and joys and joys. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's the idea of, of of gayness within the sort of family structure, and it, you know there are so many different ways in which it sort of interfaces with being mm. a teen and being mm. with being a parent, whether you're a parent of children. Uh, that are, are coming out, but you're straight as parents and vice versa. You know, I mean, there's so many sort of mm. variants. And just a little note here that whatever we say today, our intention is for the good of everybody, right. to have a good open conversation. Yeah. And if anyone gets offended by anything we say, that will have been an accident. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I do think I do think we're in a situation, and I, I, I do think it's really important to preface this conversation. It's really important to say that we can have feelings about things, and those feelings on re, on on reflection, when you look back, were very much of their time and were very much informed by a different set of events. So don't worry, nothing we're going to say here is going to be particularly surprising, but we know that that, that some things can be easily seen as perhaps critical or perhaps you know often we're talking about experiences authentically and i think in order to stay authentic in what we're discussing you have to be true to how you felt mm. and how you felt isn't how you feel necessarily it's a really always. no not always yeah. it's a really important and distinction. i just think in a world where there's so much virtue signaling and where people want to jump on people with good intentions yeah to maybe I don't know, look for a problem. I just think, let's not. Let's just keep this a really safe space, yeah. this, this this podcast, Absolutely. where we can always just, just speak openly and honestly. Um, <clears throat> I would actually like to immediately disagree with you because you said you won't get any surprises. I think part of why you say that is because you have grown up in a... Uh, with a lesbian mum. Yeah. And so you know a lot about that. But I think for a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of surprises to what you and your mum say, because it is something that I didn't really ever think about and knew nothing about when no, I met quite. you, because I hadn't, I didn't know anybody else that had been the child of a lesbian yeah, parent. Yeah. Um, and your mum had many different relationships, didn't she, through your childhood. And I also would like to say that in previous podcasts, Mark has spoken very openly and honestly about his the difficulties of his mum, uh, his relationship with his mum. 
But I would say here today, like everybody has like the ups and downs with their their parents. I think a lot of your relationship with your mum is a very good relationship and a very powerful and very honest relationship, way and above many other people's relationships that I know that they have. Yeah. And I think that's come out of of a lot of the challenges that you've both had to face yeah, together. Yeah. The fact that she was a very young mum, that she yeah. was, in her own words, would say she was extremely immature. She was chaotic. There was all sorts of things going on mm. for her. I mean, I mean, let's not forget, when she had you, she was married to a man. Yeah, and yeah, actually absolutely. she is a lesbian. So yeah, and that, that in itself will have been a very complex situation for her. So, Oh, absolutely. Also, it's interesting that you should say that, and I'm quite pleased you say that, because I had a conversation last week about regret, and I talked quite emotionally about how I felt both, perhaps both my parents regretted having me. I don't regret, in terms of my relationship with my mum now, anything that's happened between mm. us you know it's it's because of all of that and because we've had to work that shit out and because i've come to terms with it so i don't resent her for the regret she had no. i see it as a very natural a very normal thing to have felt in a time where we didn't understand our emotions in it with any complexity compared to what we have today at a time when she was that much younger from a world that had no sort of comprehension of anything mm. sort of layered or emotional or complicated so you know yeah it, it, and did, she, it, did she can i just ask because I'm, I'm imagining if i'm the listener and i listened to last week's pod, podcast have you had a conversation with her about that since last week no no not at all no no, no. so that was a conversational cul-de-sac that really wasn't no, i was just interested no. because I, I if i'd listened to last week's podcast i would think oh, i wonder if mark spoke to his mum after right, that yeah, about no, I if done. you didn't I she, enough, she struggles with listening to any of the stuff that we talk about mm. emotionally and i think part of her reason for struggling is she she's aware that you know she, she has her regrets well she has her regrets yeah. about how it ran and she she probably doesn't want to hear hear the i mean she cares and loves loves me very very dearly and i know that she wouldn't want to hear what upset i have mm. felt about things even though it's sort of it's in the past mm. but i think i think she struggles with it you know we can all parent in different ways i think i'm the kind of parent who really unfortunately does want to know <laughs> Mm. where I've dropped the ball can, with my kids. I can kids. sometimes leave stuff. I think sometimes you yeah. don't need to know everything. Yeah, I, think I think sometimes so. you beat yourself up. But you fight, look for sticks to yeah. beat yourself up. I think a really important thing I'd like to say from the outset, because I have often talked about the sort of, like, the chaos, the carnage, and all that kind of stuff of when I was young. A really important distinction and observation I've just made literally as we started talking about this is, I never saw my mum's sexuality when it seemed to shift. And I say seemed to shift because, of course, she fundamentally felt she was lesbian mm. from a young age, um, but, but didn't enact it for social reasons and what have you. I never saw her sexuality as a symptom of chaos and carnage. That's a really important thing that I say. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, because she no, was no, gay. No, 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 no. And I didn't, yeah. and I didn't, that wasn't the sort of precursor of it. Neither was her feminism. So these are elements that for me, in a mm. weird way, were sort of rock solid elements. Just tell what your mum says about that, won't it? It'd be interesting because maybe the fact that it was very different times, though maybe it's not, there will be listeners now that yeah. don't live in London and aren't in show business that will say that actually... Um, there's still huge ignorance and huge misunderstanding. And actually, in some ways, and we were talking about this yesterday, actually, on uh, Loose Women with John Barrowman, he said, in many ways, we're going back really, really fast. Well, I'm, I'm not going, I'm slightly concerned what we're going to hear about from uh, from Maddie as well, because I, I, yeah. I, I think this idea that we're in a very tolerant because society we, because is ludicrous. We live in, because we live yeah, in a yeah. tolerant, we, we, are, we don't think anything of it. No. You, know, you know, it's just in show business, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. quite a safe place to yeah, be, yeah. to be gay. But I think outside of that, I mean, you look globally yeah. about the horror and look at the horrors of what's going on, mm. um, um, I think when your mum comes in and talks to us about what it was like for her, I think a lot of people today will be hearing that going, actually, it's still exactly yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, shall so I... I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward yeah. to this. So shall I sort of take us slightly back and, and discuss how I first came across? I mean, because the thing, I think, being the child of a gay parent is a very specific thing. Mm. Um, and it was so specific, well, so specific and actually, to me because it was our, me. <laughs> there's quite a few of our followers on Instagram and YouTube have asked for us to do this quite yeah. consistently, haven't they? Can yes. you talk about being yeah, the child yeah, yeah. of a gay parent? Yeah. And we kind of held back from it because we thought, is there enough about that? Yeah. Of course there is. And the fact that we have your mum here this this week and she can yes. give the other side. Yeah, so absolutely. let's hit it. Well, I mean, I first became aware in a non-sort of, you know, a seven, 
I was seven years old. And I first became aware that my mum was in a relationship with a woman, not because she was in a relationship with a woman. I mean, what you have to really understand here is... Hang we, on. what do you mean? Well, I'm going to explain. <laughs> um, you know, life was so hippie-fied. There were lots of people coming in and out, out of our lives. There were lots of people in my mum's life, men, women, all sorts of things. Um, and I remember a sense, a sort of shift. So I, I suppose at a young age, I accepted that my mum was having relationships. I didn't think in those terms. They were just people mm. around my mum. But mind. up until seven, she was with a man. She lived, well, she was with a man. With yeah, yeah, she was with boyfriend. a man. But there, it was a very... Flu- I don't know how to describe a hippie commune setting. Yeah. It's a very fluid setting. I could yeah. never say consistently hand on heart. It was just men up until that point. Yeah. My first awareness right. of my mum in a sort of, uh, if you like, meaningful relationship was with um, her first girlfriend. Oh, yeah. God, isn't that weird? I've known you all these years and I thought her first meaningful yeah. relationship was with no, the man. No, it was. Oh. That was her first meaningful relationship. Ah. But the first relationship that I saw as meaningful... Right, I see. ...when I, I sort of looked back to those earliest, because I was so young when she was yeah, with the yeah. guy she okay. came to London with, and he was a sort of hopeless case that I just chose to forget in my head. So the first, when I look back at the first relationships of my mum, the one I quickly snag on mm. is Lee. And my mum's first girlfriend, um, you know, I first saw her. She was in the kitchen. She was naked. Meant nothing to me. I was seven. You don't think in those terms. Oh, right. Okay. There's a naked woman in my kitchen. Um, God. Yeah, making toast. And she saw me, smiled, big beaming smile. She looked just like weird, weird analogy, Robert Downey Jr. And um, and she said, "Would you like some toast?" I was like, "Yeah." And now the funny thing is, isn't isn't it? As a kid, she enticed me with the most beautiful. Buttered toast. <laughs> you still love a bit of butter. And I toast. love a bit of butter toast, and I think it was hard right there. Anyway, you I, didn't think anything of her being naked. I, I, not really, because I think I just got used to seeing weird shit. But we won't go down that route. Yeah. It was just an accepted sort of thing. It was quite. It was quite normal. It was quite normal. Um, and so that and, and the, the, this relationship developed. So I and and then I thought nothing more of it. She just she was in the flat. She was with us. She was my mum's girlfriend. She was her girlfriend, and and she was. Obviously, she was younger than my mum. Let's not forget, when I was seven, my mum was just 26, 27. And Lee was a bit younger than my mum, so probably early 20s. So it felt, felt closer, as close to me. I think She was very young, sort of cool. She had green strips in her hair. She had short hair. She was really cool. As I say, Robert Downey Jr. with green. I mean, I idolised this woman. Mm. She was like something out of a rock and roll thing. And she mm. was cool. And she. Why bought... did you think she was there then? You didn't at that point think she was... When you when you stumbled across... I realised she was one of the one of the people who happened to go into my mum's room with her and hang out for a bit. <laughs> she she, just, did, she right. hung out for longer. Yeah. And so she was around for longer. And so this meant... This began to become something more. So she started to regularly be there. She'd walk me to school... Um, when I came home from school, she'd be there after school. She'd sometimes pick me up from school. We got our first dog with her daily, and and you know, and so she slowly became a parent. Yeah, she certainly. Well, she was certainly a, a she was certainly a relative, and mm. I saw her as a relative. Mm. She was butch. She was very butch. I mean, she was like a tom. I mean, she was an absolute tomboy. Mm. At gr- this point, were people saying, were other kids saying stuff to you about that? No, and 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 the weird thing is, is that friends would come round, and then and then so. So she was with Lee. And then what started to happen was friends, and I've talked about this, I think, elsewhere, friends would obviously do sleepovers and all that kind of stuff. And then slowly I just became aware that kids at school were talking about the fact that it's really weird. Have you been around to Mark? So, you know, they'd ask me questions like, so does that, you know, Lee, does she like to sleep in the, you haven't got another room, have you? Because we only had two rooms. We had the front room, which was my mum's bedroom where the TV was, and my room, and then a hall and a kitchen, obviously. Uh, it was a little flat. Oh, you didn't have a sitting room? No, the sitting room uh. was my mum's bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that would account for why Tiz was, was always an interesting process of trying to watch it. Because I'd always go bowling through her room and that's, yeah, well, leave the rest of your imagination. Um, and so, so yeah, so so Lee, uh, so friends would come round and they, they'd say this and they'd sort of, and, and then they'd start to kind of give me lame excuses for not coming round. And it just, I just began to feel this sense People were saying that people people were going holding me at arm's length. Now, Mm. you know, I I qualify that by saying I was an incredibly gung ho kid. I was very sort of brash. I was very captain of the football team. I was a sweaty head. I was competitive. I was all these kind of things. Wasn't particularly showing any academic brightness at this point. I was just really annoying. Asked lots of questions and ran around like a nutter, Um, irritating kid. 
But I do remember thinking, hang on a minute, this is something something's definitely changing here and I couldn't put my finger on it at all. And 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 this, I think, when I look back, I think, oh, how sweet. I couldn't put my finger on it at all because I didn't think there was anything wrong with I didn't think. Of course think, you would. No, but I didn't think anything. I, don't, I wasn't even thinking, mm. oh, wasn't that odd? And were you seeing that your mum, because your mum's often said to me that Lee, she feels, was the love of her life. Were you seeing your mum happier? Were you seeing your, were you seeing the love? <laughs> Good question. No. Uh, it was okay. an incredibly intense and incredibly... Oh, I mean, it was a very, at times, angry relationship, violent relationship. I saw huge, you know, cr- huge rows, horrible, horrible rows towards the end. I mean, it's funny you should say that. I don't, I can't, you know, on reflection, I can't remember too many pleasant occasions. I do remember, though, pleasant times between me and Lee. I yeah, do, you I do, got on, you liked Yeah, it. right down to the fact that as this sense of being slightly marginalised at school would increase... Um, it must have started to get to me because, well, no, in fact, I know exactly what happened. The parents of a friend came round to our house and this was based on the fact that a friend of mine, I won't name him, uh, stayed with us, must have reported back that Mark's mum sleeps with a woman and their parents came round to the the house and stood at the door and no exaggeration, screamed, you're an effing lesbian cunt. No. Never, ever fucking invite my child into your house. All this horrible, horrible stuff. And I remember standing oh, in the hall. No, and I remember standing in the hallway uh, in the kitchen, and I remember hearing this thinking, not actually thinking, oh, that's really horrible, you're being horrible to my mum, thinking, what's happening? What's happening? And I knew it was Stuart. I knew it was... It Did was, you know what the word lesbian meant? I didn't know what I did. All I heard was C-U-N-T. I just heard this horrible, horrible word. It was just being kept being spat you, out. And you didn't know what the word lesbian no, meant? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Wow. I wasn't, my mum yeah. never sat me down and said, I am, I am no. gay or I am a lesbian. Or anything. And, and there was no conversation. In a weird way, when I look back, I think that was the best way because I just saw it as a natural evolution of love. I just thought, she's, okay, she's, I mean, she's had a shitty relationship with a bloke. She but, maybe but, had but, a bit of... but, but isn't that just the nub of all of it? Because that's all it is. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And there so, are laws made against it. Yeah, yeah. But it is, at the end of the day, is just love. Or not, or yeah. a terrible relationship is yeah. a relationship. Oh my god! So then, what was the next big? Well, the next big problem, the point. next big turning point for me, that was one friend with whom I had a constantly slightly agitated. You know, how you have those friends at school that mm. you're always fighting with. I had another friend, William, who was a very meaningful friend. He was a very, very sensitive friend. He was my Star Wars friend. We were so he's the boy that was in you know Monster Munch, mm. Monster Munch photo. Very, very close friendship. Really, you know, I know I cared about him. He, we we liked it, and he. Right towards about, I must have been about eight or nine, his mum rang up my mum and said, William's not going to come anymore. He doesn't feel like he wants to come anymore. And the problem for me with that is that I can't identify whether there was a lot of other stuff going yeah, on, like rows and all that like, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. rather than it was just about my mum's sexuality. But, but I, I suppose re- at that point you were starting to feel keen yeah. that your mum was different, and yeah. I suppose that felt must have felt... yeah. At that time, because people were so were cruel about it, that there was this shadow that whatever happened, it was down to that yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I didn't come out to any of my friends. I didn't say anything. My line of defence was my mum. My mum lives with her sister, which of course. Had created... you at this point asked your mum what you should say? No, I don't remember ever asking her anything. Had she ever said to you anything no, about it? No, no. I, I literally. Did. I mean, I know I can. I, I can say that honestly because I remember vividly this topic coming up when I was about 13, 14. Mm. But I, at that age, it didn't even come up. I didn't even ask what I should say. I didn't even, mm. I didn't even ask what was going on. I didn't, I, mm. maybe I didn't feel I could. Maybe I didn't feel I should. I don't know. I just, but when you don't know stuff, you don't even know what the questions I didn't know what are to that ask. you're supposed to ask. All, exactly. I, all I knew I was doing was I was going into a defence mode of saying, my, it's actually my mum's sister lives with us, which of course for all of them was ridiculous because every time we went in to watch Tizwas, then that means my mum was in bed with her sister. Right. Confusing. <laughs> Confusing? It's like, it's like no wonder Maggie... they all ran in the opposite direction. I was trying to get myself out of jail and I was getting into more and more of a mess. Story of my life, isn't it? It's like Maddie said the other week, it was about something completely different, but she said, I know there's so many questions that I, I could ask, but I don't know what any of them are. <laughs> it, must have, it must have been <laughs> yeah, that kind of a feeling. Very much like that. I mean, I so didn't. And I, when I look back, the piece, part of it all that I feel fondest of is I saw no distinction in her sexuality at all. I saw no marker. I saw nothing. I just thought my friends were being horrible. I thought I must have been able to attach it to perhaps rows that were happening. There was a definite sense of chaos, as, as I've said many, many times before. But that wasn't because of my mum's sexuality. That just was happening. It's funny, isn't it? Because whatever your childhood is like, there is always something that you find cripplingly embarrassing yeah. that you are convinced yeah. is having an impact on your social circle. Mine was 
my dad was an out of work actor sometimes and sometimes he was sure. an actor so nobody believed me when he was on a movie and everyone laughed at me when he would yeah. answer the door in a dressing gown at three o'clock in the afternoon we didn't have neck curtains i was convinced that that's why this happened and that yeah. happened because we weren't like everybody else yeah. so i and and obviously there was a lot of other stuff that was very very difficult um for you to have somebody around you, you know, you know, sitting room, no, your mum was, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, by her own admission, chaotic. And so it could have been so many other things, but you yeah. would have just felt that it was because she was Well, I did gay. feel that, I wondered that, but I think for me really, I don't know, obviously a blow-by-blow account would have to be here for three days. But, um, I mean, the thing with Lee was, and this was her saving grace, whatever was going on, she was uber cool. She yeah. was uber 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 cool and she was you know nothing to be embarrassed of in herself so when that bullying happened and that parent had come around she came up to school with me the next day chased the boy pinned him up against the 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 fence and said you ever 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 come back to my house and if you ever change your attitude to mark ever again i will come and find you and i mean and i remember just standing there with my you know you remember the the what are the parkers where you the furry bits Mm. i had the parker up and i remember standing there just looking at him it's the only time in my life i felt like i was related to a gangster because I remember just did standing... Did you like it? Yeah, I was looking at him nodding, going, that's it, you're sorted. But did you like it because you felt like you had a mother, very strong Well, mother. I liked it because she, she with, with absolutely an iron fist, demonstrated to everyone that we can't be messed with. And I think she protected me. I think he was shit scared. But he also, was shit maybe scared. what she also showed you was, and maybe you weren't ready to sort of really process it, um her fearlessness at who she was and yeah. her boundaries as to who yeah. she was. Yeah, she was and fearless. Her, and her gay pride, maybe even. Absolutely, she was fearless. I mean, I had no comprehension of any of that at the time, but it was an yeah. it was a demonstrative act of, of, don't fuck with us, there's nothing wrong here. And I mean, if you think, we're now looking at 1976, 77. Mm. It was a big deal. Mm. And life, I think after that, life did change. That The only thing that then changed for the negative was that sadly, Lee and my mum split up. Mm. Uh, and a new woman came in. And when that new woman came in, it came at the same time as us having to move house away from all my where friends, where I'd grown up, Labrick Grove, out to the sub- suburbs, to a neighbourhood that was so deeply conservative with a small C and a big C and every C in the world. And, and she was a deeply unpleasant woman she was who, a deep, who made your life a misery. She was, it was a horrific experience. It was the absolute polar opposite of what we'd gone through mm. with Lee. We went through something so... but but horrible in such a sort of, and I don't mean this word in, I love suburbia, right? My nan and granddad grew up in it. I'm not negative about suburbia, but she was so sort of suburban in how she destroyed me. She destroyed my spirit, I felt, as a teenager, that she became just a, it was a horrendous, horrendous experience. And so then I flipped into a really negative experience with a woman at a time when I did know that the reason I was finding it difficult at school was because kids didn't like the fact that my mum was gay. So what age are you now? 11, 12. And what, and what are kids like? at this point oh god does everybody at this point know that your mum is gay yeah i mean i kept trying but but the point is is that i lied all the way through uh secondary school about it sorry (laughs) oh sweetie take a minute it's happening a bit too often listener sorry no sorry it just cut me quite quickly because just take a second I never, I never, ever, throughout secondary school, uh, ever invited a friend around to my house. Mm. And because because, because I was so, you were frightened of what they might yeah, say, yeah, absolutely. and then how, or or that they might completely reject you. Totally. Were you fearful of rejection? I didn't well, want to go I mean, to secondary you, school. When you be... go back to when you were seven and somebody's standing on the door screaming, your mum's a fucking cunt lesbian. Yeah. You know, that's not surprising that yeah. you then were really bitten by that and, yeah. and, 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 and felt that you couldn't trust anybody. And it was really horrible as well because I knew that if there was a whiff of it, if there was even a whiff of it, that... Um, it could turn really, you know, the school I went to was a very sort of liberal-minded school, weirdly. But at the same time, it's like lots of these schools, it was huge, it was the biggest comprehensive in London. So, yeah, it had the liberal-minded set. But I wasn't, we weren't from an affluent background. So I wasn't with the filmmakers' kids and all that lot. I was in the same classes as them at A-level, but I was actually hanging out with all the kids, all my mates, from Latimer Estate, underneath Grenfell Tower. You know, it was all of us lot. And in that group, you could not come out... <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it was interesting, uh, you know, a number... So if you'd been hanging out with the artists' kids, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. And there was an interesting <laughs> moment as I went into sixth form. There was an interesting moment when I went into sixth form later. There was a girl who I was at school with called Amy and uh, at A-level. Well, I mean, it, what happened in this whole period was I went into complete denial. I went into complete lockdown. I was as private as hell. No one ever came to my house. I never talked about anything. I never shared anything. I got a girlfriend at 14 and I didn't tell her until I was 17 didn't ever want her to come to my house. Three years in my first relationship. And And you didn't tell her, she never came to your house? Well, she came when my mum and Wendy weren't there. Yeah. When they weren't there. So if they'd gone on a trip to Amsterdam or something, she would come. Never. I'd always go to hers. And when I told her... So your life was a total lie. It was a total lie. So you were living a dual life. Totally. A really interesting, interested listener, if anyone now, if that chimes with anyone now, just just do messages on our social media because I'd love to hear... There will be many, many people that are. Oh, of course, there will be. Still, be absolutely. And and I hasten to add, none of this was actually. I mean, you know, on the one hand, it's it's terrible difficulty, and this is where my heart goes out, and I have a sort of almost a, a really truly empathetic sense of what it must be like to come out, because I wanted to. I didn't come out yourself. Yeah, I didn't want to. I wasn't embarrassed about what my mum was, at all. I did, but I knew it was a problem in a social setting. And, and um, you and you felt the injustice of being judged. Yes, her based being on judged, that. and also you being yeah. judged on what just who she was. And I had the double bind that because I found her a profoundly unlikable person, I didn't have the impetus to change that I would have probably had with the first girlfriend. Who, sorry, who, the new girlfriend yeah, was yeah. so horrible, and I found her so sort of objectionable that you didn't want to stand up. That for I didn't her. want. That I didn't want to stand up for her. But interestingly, I didn't go sort of doubling down into a sort of, uh, you know, homophobic place at all. I was quite the opposite. You know, we were on marches. And when I got older at school, uh, you know, gay politics and everything was it was a part of the school thing. Section 28 had happened. But I still I still didn't feel I could talk about it. I still could, didn't feel I could say my mum is gay and I'm proud. And it was why, listener, I mean, this is the long and the short of it. This is why my graduation film, when I went to Goldsmiths, when I went to film school, my graduation film was called Family Outings. And it was a look at secondary outing. It was a look at the way children deal with the process of coming out on behalf of their parents. And it was an incredibly... Well, you, but this woman that was deeply unpleasant had said to you, didn't she? Oh. She said to you that you that you had to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to have a chat with my mum about this in a bit because, yeah, yeah, she said at one point, I remember having a furious row with her, she said, you need to go to that school. And, and it was a fight. I mean, it was a physical fight between all of us. They were having a row. I was splitting them up. And I remember her saying to me, you, you owe it to your mother, you owe it to me, you owe it to this house to go into that school and say it. And I just remember screaming at her, it's not my fucking battle. Mm. And, you know, and, and, I mean, if I, I wouldn't use that language now because it's all of our battle. But at the mm. time, in yeah, the intensity and the heat of being a kid. You're just trying to get on with your Struggling life, to get through struggling. socially anyway. Mm. Lying to my girlfriend, not having any friends over for all of my own issues with it. You know, you could be, but it was, it, it's really frustrating because when I look back, it sounds like I was embarrassed about her gayness. I was embarrassed and I was frightened about the limited social standing I had being yeah. removed. Oh, it's so, so sad. Um, and I, I was more than willing to make all those sacrifices mm. so that it didn't kick into my mind. And, I mean, that's kids. You know, if it hadn't have been that, you would have, you would, it would have yeah. been something else. But it's such a... I mean, so many of those children would have been brought up in a homophobic household. Yeah. And, you know, you just... I, I, feel, I also feel sad for those children that Absolutely. also had that prejudice pumped into them from mm. an early age. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so, so you know, so there's all of that going on. and So what would you say to somebody, A, to a child that might be struggling with the fact that they love their parents, mm. but, but they don't know how to... How to? Because I, I suppose there must be an awful feeling of guilt that's running alongside that when you are denying your yeah, parents. Yeah, it's horrible. Like when I used to pretend my dad was the lodger because I was so embarrassed yeah, that he was in his dressing gown, and yet you had this horrible dark yeah. feeling about lying about your parents. Mm. But that must be tenfold with something like this. Mm. Yeah, no, it's what horrible. would you say to the, the a child that might be going through something similar, or even an adult child? Well, if I'm honest, I would talk to the parent, not the child. I would say it's really, it's really, there's an obligation to gently deal with this, to, to check in with your child. If and you're, in, if and you're how gay. should they deal with it? Well, just gently, just talk to them about, you know, if you haven't 
haven't sort of consciously talked about what your sexuality is, don't just assume, I think, as a gay parent, that because you've... And, <laughs> Come to terms yeah, and, with and, and like, society's and like my mom, mom, I'm sure my mum's going to say it, it's never just a simple switch-on, switch-off switch. We know that. You don't just sort of come now in... Now I'm out. And, yeah, no, 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 fine. exactly. And I think it's a really important thing that my mum yeah. will say. But I think it's important to know that of course, we can all be proud, but we all take our own, have to take our own journeys to yeah. get there. Yeah. And I think it's about just being respectful of the fact that it's not about what your kid thinks of you. It's about how you, what other kids are going to think of your kid. And for your kid to find and navigate their own route through isn't to deny you. It really isn't. Because I've come out of it not denying it at all. I've, I've not come out of it homophobic. I've not come out of it feeling mm. any sort of pejorative sense of anything other mm. than there was a particular person in our life that wasn't particularly pleasant. And I was I was frustratingly in a, in a social group at a time mm. when I just couldn't be open about these things. I mean, I think that's an important, that's an important point there. It's part of why you were feeling the way you were and denying it and not wanting people to come around was that she was a thoroughly horrible person. Yeah, yeah, didn't like and whether thought. that had been a gay relationship yeah, exactly. or a heterosexual relationship, mm. that is a horrible They're thing to have to go through. Child. Things, yeah. As a child with a step parent, yeah. that is as 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 Absolutely. Um, as unpleasant and, and brutal. So, I mean, I would say from that perspective, when I made the film Family Outings, I think it was a very eye-opening experience because I interviewed children of gay parents who had been, uh, you know, artificially inseminated, had surrogate parents and all that kind of stuff. And there was a real there was a real compassion between all of us. We all had come from different quarters. One or two of them were gay themselves. And the only discomfort I felt from any of us was a fear that to be struggling with their parents' sexuality in any way could be interpreted by the parent as a denial. That was mm. That's the major fear. And I think that would lead them to interiorise and, and sort of internalise their mm. emotions in a way that would probably, you know, in today's parlance, be anxiety and all that kind well, of stuff. When actually what's really healthy is to interrogate yeah, any yeah, confusing yeah, yeah. feelings you have about anything yeah. and not just think, OK, right, the only way I'm supposed to think is this way yeah. and any other way is me not loving or denying my parent. Mm. And, yeah, it's, it's God... It's far more complex than that, isn't it? Shall we get my mum in? Let's. Let's have a chat with Nanny Di. Here she is. So this is strange. If you hear any tiny little rumbling sounds, it's Nanny Di's tummy. Say hello to the listeners, Nanny Di. Hello, listeners. Oh, does it feel strange? Yes. She's still trying to get... Bless her, you're still trying to get your head around whether you can be seen or not. Yeah, apparently I can't, which is a good thing. She yeah. looks electrocuted. <laughs> her standing on it. Very, very, very hot. It is very yeah. hot, it's very hot. Um, well, we've we've just been talking. Um, I'm only leaning in because we're having to share mics and we're all still in lockdown and it's technically very difficult to do this. <laughs> um, but we've just been talking about my experience growing up, obviously, as the child of a gay parent. Mm -hmm. I've been talking about various partners and what have you. Um <laughs> no, no, no. But she pulled a grimace. She pulled a grimace. <laughs> but no. So we obviously we just wanted to hear things from your perspective in terms of what was it like for you knowing you were gay? Because I, I shared the story of when people came to the house and swore at you and mm. Lee and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Did you have any early awareness that this was going to be a challenge being the parent of a gay a, a gay parent of a child or mm. for a child of a gay parent? Well. Being a parent at all, in a way, was a gift because people assumed immediately you weren't gay, of course. Oh, I see. So that was a sort of... Back given, in the day, yeah, well, I guess they would. Even now, I think yeah. people... You, you do hear the phrase, well, you can't be gay, you've got a child or, oh. or whatever. Oh, right. So there was that. So in that sense, as the saying goes, one could pass. You could pass by right. simply denying your partner or... And in a way, I probably often did because it takes a long time to realise yourself mm. what you are. Mm. So all the time I was sort of trying to think, well, is this something that um, I'm just flirting with the idea of it because mm. everybody is in that, or is this actually lasting? Mm. And then um, I don't know whether you've used the phrase, but I was used to say to you, a lot of people only sort of really know that or come to gayness by falling in love with somebody. Mm. And that was what happened to me. You know, if, if you fall deeply in love with somebody and then that lasts a while, you start to sort of examine everything else. And probably even then, after that, I had some relationships with men, which was perfectly satisfactory, but there was never the completeness that I had with being with women. Mm. And that made me sort of then... But this sounds as if it's a quick thing, but it isn't. So all of this long, long time, I'm sort of coming to terms with what I am 
I often used to think, why is it important, Diane, to know what you are? But partly that was because of you. But it's interesting you should say that, why is it important to know what I am? Because Nadia said, well, did your mum ever talk to you? And I, I don't remember you talking to me at all about your, your sexuality, ever. I don't remember you ever saying to me, mm. Mark, I'm gay. I did actually once, did typically, you? but when you were coming home from school, we seemed to have all our important conversations yeah. as, you, as you were was coming home from school. closely related to when I asked what an orgasm was? It, it was around the same time. <laughs> but, but the tragedy of that, and that's the sad story, is because I had to tell you that it was wrong. Oh. I told you. You must have said something about the relationship I was in, which would have been with Lee at that time. Oh, right. About it. Yeah. And I was, and I was I just said explaining people, how much I loved Lee. Yeah. yeah. And I said to you, it's not as simple as just being friends and people won't like it. And you were shocked and horrified by oh, that. Oh, you saw sort of, Oh, there you go. Ah. I don't remember this conversation. And I thought that was... Uh, I could cry, but I'll try not to. Oh, oh it's all right. It's all right. I have already. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, don't, because I'm going to go. Oh, oh you've got it's two right, crying. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. That's oh. all right. That's OK. That was one of the saddest things I had to do, was explain to my son, who didn't think there was anything wrong with it, that there were things wrong with it as far as other people were concerned. And it was a good job I did. Did you still feel there was something a bit wrong with it as well? Because um, of your upbringing? No. No. Because I you said, didn't. No, because a lot of people no, do. No, no, no. I, I mean, know, yeah, people yeah. have said to me, I just wish I wasn't gay. I just wish I wasn't. Oh, well, Liz wish she wasn't. Yeah. I suppose a lot of people, she really wish she Liz wasn't. Liz is my mum's ex, by the way. Yeah. yeah. She really wish she wasn't. But um, no, I never did really. Because, because your mum was so against it. I just wondered if part yeah. of you thought, oh my God, this is something that I am and I wish I wasn't because fundamentally it is wrong no which is what your mum thought wasn't it yeah but i think you do have to have a shred of sort of religious religious religiosity religiosity yeah. in the yeah. background to think so, that. but go back to that i never so thought what, what happened wrong. when you said never it to me well i can remember your little face we had all our conversations mm. i remember you talk we're talking about electricity as we were coming back mm. in your face which you didn't have to pay for it mm. um because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the 50 p's yeah, yeah, yeah. but um no no it was so I said it was because of Lee, it was because probably the Stuart thing mm, had, has happened mm, or was about to happen. Mm, he was being very difficult and he chased you, didn't mm, he? Or you, and then Lee chased him. Mm. <laughs> and his parents came to the house. Yeah. They were horrible to you. But yeah, so it's a good job I had said it. But mm. then you learned, and this is the sad thing as well, is that you must have learned just not to say anything. Mm. And your teachers, do you remember Mr Woods and people mm. who were so nice to you and they knew better than to... They just know it was me with a friend. They'd never make. Um, no, they'd, they would never underline it. I mean, I didn't know whether the teachers knew at all. I mean, no, I, but I probably have, some of your teachers would have been gay. Well, I mean, I it's funny. Might... I mean, I just thought I thought I, I achieved a cast iron um, sort of proof insulation against the outside world knowing anything about you. But of course, as I was just saying a minute before you came in, when you start to explain different, because we only had the two rooms, so yeah, your bedroom yeah, was the room did, where yeah. we watched the telly. When kids start to say, "Well, why is your mum in that? Why did your mum share the bed with that woman?" and I, my line, my line of defence was always, uh, "Your sister lived with us." Oh, okay. No, but, so imagine the complexity of what they were thinking was going on. That you were having, that you were having, and I remember lying in bed. <laughs> I, I think probably when I was about ten Blimey. or eleven, towards the end, thinking, "I've really made this worse. Is that incest? Oh, bless you! That's incest and and gayness." I, I mean, I just remember thinking it's getting more, Gay more incest. in my attempts to manage <laughs> damage limite. I had you, you were now a lesbian sleeping with your sister. Only somebody who'd been thinking about electricity bills at four could possibly have got himself into such a state. Mark, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that because yeah. you never told, you never said that. No, to well, me. no, we haven't really. I mean, the funny thing is, is that we, as we started talking about this, I realised we've never really talked about it. I mean, I don't remember that conversation at all. But I mean, I vividly remember that time as hugely. One of huge upheaval because yeah. there was. I do remember feeling great pride in Lee. I mean, I loved Lee. Yeah, no, you did. I thought she was like as siblings, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was felt closer in age to me, but there was something. She was so cool, she and I knew really you cool. really loved her. I mean, I yeah. knew it was a very intense relationship for yeah. all the right and wrong reasons. But yeah. um, but then things really shifted when I was ten or eleven when we moved house, and and, and that for me was when I, I had real consciousness around um, not. You know, so I knew what you were, yeah. so to speak, but I didn't want to talk about it. No, and also I, by the time we did move and by the time sort of Lee went, because she was a troubled girl and it got so bad in the end, you know, it, 
I mean, I was sort of semi, had a semi nervous breakdown at mm, that point. Mm. And then that was all tied up with that. So you, you were dealing with a lot at that mm. time because I was a mess. Mm. And it's an interesting thing to think about now because although I was a mess in lots of respects, which meant in some respects, I hate to say, drinking drugs, self medicating. But I don't think I was ever a mess over my sexuality. I remember actually mm. saying that mm. to somebody once. Mm. I th- or maybe somebody said it to me, Di, you're a mess in many respects, but not over that. I never thought it was wrong. I never thought it was... No. I'd bought the whole sort of hippie mm. idea of love yeah. who you like. Free love. love. Yeah. Yeah. I bought all of that. And so that was never wrong in my eyes. But no. I think a lot of other things were... Was, did you ever Did you ever think... I mean, I don't know if you... Because obviously, again, what's very complicated in this conversation is that the nature of your relationships, which is a non-gender or, or, or you know, it's got nothing to do with sexuality. No. You, know, you could be with a nice person or not a nice person. No. Or I could have found someone nice or not nice, regardless of yeah. their sexuality. But do you think, because you were avoiding in many ways the same relationship when I was a teenager mm-hmm. in the second relationship, and you were avoiding it and I was avoiding it, and we were both but essentially not liking it, did you feel it was ever strange? Because I, mean, I never had friends over, did I, as a, ever? But I think either I'm, either I'm making this up and you told me this afterwards and I'm taking it back to the time, but you told me that I knew that you couldn't because you were embarrassed Mm, mm. and especially once we'd moved because it wasn't just that you were embarrassed about my relationship you disliked the person I was living with so much so whether she'd been a woman or a man I Mm. feel you'd have done the same thing well that's it that's very true she was just a shit step parent she was yeah yeah she was and entirely unsort of welcoming so the thought of bringing anyone into that tiny house was Mm. horrendous anyway but I mean, the house was hardly bigger than the flat. No, 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 there. absolutely right. But, you know, I mean, I don't know if I said this to you, but, you know, I, I tried to keep it from Jane, my first girlfriend. Did you? And when I told her, it was after two and a half years into it. I mean, no. she and she peeled with laughter, roared with laughter. That. And she said, I think she must have said to you, because I remember when I told Jane that you were gay, I can't even begin to tell you the relief that I had in one see, quarter of my see, life. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's curious, isn't it? Because Why did she laugh? Because it was meant nothing. Well, no, she laughed also. She said, of course I bloody knew. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, flipping heck. And yeah. I thought, I actually remember thinking at that point, it was the first time I had that sort of moment where I went, all that effort, all that worry oh, and energy and worry. People talk to each other for God's sake. Yeah. So often when you're worrying about something, the other person might be worrying exactly the same way or yeah. know exactly where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Strange. But do you remember that huge row we had where... where Wendy but, said, you know, you need to come out of school. But you, you were actually... Because I do remember you You were never politically, like, on my back, saying, no. get out there and be positive no, never, about it. never, never, because I, my line then, and would be today, is that I don't want anybody to come out for me, especially my son, knowing right. how difficult it was for me. And, wow. I mean, all my fights were my fights, not your fights. And I knew that you'd have to deal with it the way that you dealt with it. Which, right. And whether that's been... I mean, Wendy and people like like Wendy would just use the word denial. They say, oh, but it's denying, it's denying. I mean, that is a pejorative word and it, there's no, not, nothing of the sort. It was making your life simple, simpler. Yeah. And I mean, in, in ways that you could manage, you were yeah. a child for God's sake. I mean, you didn't, as you say, you didn't really even know how to explain it to yourself. No, no. And I, I certainly never saw it as something, I mean, I don't, I don't think you probably recall. I mean, I never reacted negatively, did I? Or well, no, that's no, no, no. That's, that's why I'm saying it. That, that was the heartbreaking thing because you were so sort of. I suppose Lee was the first person I'd lived with for a long time, yeah. well, longish time that you got on with, and so you would have seen. I don't mean in a in a in a nasty way, but you'd have seen us in the same bed and that getting up yes. and getting down. But just in the way a married couple would, you know, mm. what do lesbians do in bed? They have bacon sandwiches. I mean, that sort of thing. <laughs> and um, and you, you you would have thought nothing. Yes, and then. That was when, and I'm just pleased I did, and I don't know why I did. I must have had, I must have been getting intimations that somebody, and as it happened, it was Stuart, was going to make start to make life difficult, yeah. and you had to tell you. Mm. And then you could be armed at least with the knowledge that. No, right, is that how it happened? Because it's interesting because you asked me, now you asked me, and I thought, I can't really remember. I just remember seeing my first experience. Because I I didn't even think when I saw Lee naked in the kitchen making toast. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. First time he met her. No, first time I met her. And I remember remember being so enamoured, not with her because she was naked, but the toast. It was the toast with butter. This is is brilliant. She was dead cool, Blue. Oh, she was dead cool. She was dead cool, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but I don't even remember thinking anything of that. No. That it was a woman. I didn't. No. I knew there was obviously an intimacy there, but I wasn't even thinking in no. myself. So obviously, just no. was clearly the product of a hippie. 
Well, it was, it was, yes, hippie actually is quite an important word to say yeah. because I was fully, fully firmly a hippie, probably far too late in the day. But the thing was, no, no, I didn't actually finish the statement. So when you, I said to you, look, it, people will think it's wrong. Mm. This little face looked at me and said, why? Mm. Uh, what's wrong with it? Do you mean Lee? And you got all sorts of, you went off on one like you do, you know, mm. thinking of all other things. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was impossible for me to say to you, I said, because some people think it's wrong for two people of the mm, same sex to on. love each other. Well, that was it. By the time we got home, we, I dealt with it and you dealt with it. <laughs> we had all our conversations <laughs> coming oh, home funny. from school. I remember being, I just said before that, I do remember being absolutely heartbroken, less about Stuart, but when William decided not to come, it all Did felt he? shrouded in total... Oddness, well, that was a weird one because his mother knew loads and loads of gay people. Right. So, I mean, I don't know what she point she was making by, yeah. by William not coming. It was she, odd. It was odd. But there was a strange. It was a strange sense of things. Like I mean, generally, the people that were at that school, not not William's mother, interestingly, because she was firmly sort of middle stroke upper class and in a very sort of. Mm. Um, you know, the creative world, wasn't creative it? Yeah, world yeah. where she should have known better. But a lot of the people that were there were very sort of weren't like that type of person, and they would have needed sort of. Talking. Well, that's what I was saying to Naz when I went to when I went up to secondary school. I was very much part of the kind of you know the lower mm. wealthy, not the not wealthy group, and in that yeah. not wealthy group, there was just no comprehension of anything different. Mm. I mean, no. There just wasn't. That's not a class thing. It's just a fact. Mm. It's just, you've talked about a friend of yours who, you know, they get, get off the train in Grimsby and it's a very different experience to being in yeah. London. Well, mm. this was like that Still sort of... Now. It was yeah. like a regional experience in the in, in central urban London. That's absolutely right. And I think you probably played up to that strength in the sense that you... What you were for a long time, right from being a child until you went to Holland Park... You were a very clever child, but you hid your cleverness mm. very well. You were one yeah. of the boys. Yeah. You were one of the boys, and then you just worked like hell over here, it's you know, true. which was yeah, which meant that you could do everything, but yeah. everybody was no more it was surprised Surprise. at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in that sense, well, should we should we have a should we have a listen to Maddie as well? Mm. See, because Maddie's just talking about. I often think because I mean you know having four daughters. There's a whole different discussion about obviously being the parent of a gay of a gay child and all of the the issues and worries and concerns and things you could do there, but you know, being it'd be interesting to hear what your grandchildren feel about having a gay I grandparent know, yeah, because yeah. They, you know sometimes we like to think that there's total tolerance now. We're twenty years on, yeah. thirty years on. There's absolutely gonna, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's have a listen. Um, so I feel like in this generation, um, I mean, me personally. I have never understood homophobia. Like, why somebody would be homophobic. I don't understand why you would judge or hate on someone simply because of the people they love. I, I genuinely think that it's disgusting. Um, but at the same time, I've always grown up around it. My, I mean, my, my nan, so my dad's mum, is a lesbian, and I've never been ashamed to tell people it. And whenever I have told people it, they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, and I've always, with all of my friendship like groups and the people I've known that there are always you know lesbians gay people pansexual bisexual it's always like a mixture so I've always been in an environment where it's uh understood and it's you know so that's why I, I mean I don't think homophobia should be a thing so I don't understand it never will um and yeah, I mean, for for me, like I said, I've n I was never embarrassed to say that like my nan was a lesbian, but I know a lot of um, friends of mine who have like parents that are gay or have you know close family members that are gay, and they feel really embarrassed to to say it. And that's not because they don't agree with you know their parent or their family member being gay or being a lesbian, but it's just that they're worried about you know other people's opinion of of it. And I and I think that that shows you that homophobia still exists because. You can only say it doesn't exist when somebody can just feel free to say who they are, say who they love. And um, I've always found it so sad that people have to come out as gay and that straight... So, like, for me, I'm straight and I would never have... I've never gone down to my parents and been like, look, mum, dad, I'm attracted to men. But, you know, gay people, lesbians... I don't feel so much with... But bisexuals as well, yeah, pansexuals, they always have to sit down and be like, I'm attracted to da 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 And I feel like if gay people have to do that, then straight people should have to do it as well. Or nobody has to do it. Why does anybody have to have an explanation for who they love? I will never understand. Um, and I find it so sad that people aren't accepted by their families and their parents because of it. I mean, 
I mean, personally, it baffles me. Um, um, but, you know, I, I also understand that some people... I feel like some people aren't malicious when they're home, well, not homophobic, when they don't understand it. Some people just truly don't understand it because they haven't been around it. And all they really need is someone to, you know, tell them and fill them in and you need to make them understand it. And I, I mean, I think it's messed up that people even have to try and understand it. It should just be normal. It should just be everybody can love whoever they want to and it doesn't matter. But that's not how the world works. So, you know, I feel like it's... I mean, it all depends on the person, really. Personally, I've never... I've never had a problem with it. If somebody says it to me, um, I never jump or anything. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> you don't need to tell me that. It's fine. <laughs> and then, like, you know, I, I see some people when they see, like, two women making out in public or two men making out in public, and they're just like, oh... <laughs> people feel a bit weird about it. They were like, oh, there's two women kissing. And it's like well, why do you have to point that out? Because you wouldn't say that if you saw a man and woman kissing, you know. It's just, I find it all very, very strange. Um, and, yeah, and I feel I feel also there's a lot of prejudice against people that are bisexual. There's a lot of people that think people are just bisexual because they want everything. And I don't think that that's a good way to... I feel like everybody kind of... You only you only discover your sexuality based on the people you're attracted to. So, like for me, I say I'm straight because I've only ever been attracted to men. But who's to say that in the future I won't be attracted to a girl? Because like I I love everyone, so you know I'm open to it. Um, and I don't think that bisexual people. I think it's very wrong to say that bisexual people are, are greedy. It's just I think it's really insensitive in my opinion um and to call everybody that obviously there's going to be some bisexual people that are bisexual because there are some straight people that are straight because they want you know everybody wants to be loved so I feel like it's bad to just say all bisexual people are greedy people I just like that doesn't make sense to me um but yeah as you can tell I've never understood homophobia and it's never really been you know I've only met like two people that I was going to be friends with that are homophobic and as soon as I realised that I was like uh uh bye um and I feel like there is still a lot of um I mean because a lot of people would say oh you know homophobia isn't as bad and in some ways okay no it's it's not as bad but that doesn't mean that it's perfect that doesn't mean you can't still focus on it and realise where stuff still isn't good um I mean, there's still the whole thing of, like, because my, my friendship group are mainly boys. I'm, I'm friends with boys a lot more than I am girls. And, um, you know, they, th there's, always, there's always that thing of, like, oh, I can't do this because I might seem gay. Oh, I can't do that because I might seem gay. I can't talk about my emotions because I might seem gay. And it's just, like, I find it so sad. I, I really do feel sorry for, for boys. I find it so sad that, first of all, they feel like, any sign of emotion or love or stuff like that or you know sensitivity would mean that they would seem gay to them and it makes me really sad that it's used as a negative thing like I, that still upsets me I'm just like obviously no you should be able to feel emotions and be sensitive and love people without worrying about people assuming your sexuality but also what's wrong if you were gay do you know what I mean and um but I feel like that's just kind of like built into boys. They just they, they they all grow up like that. Oh, you know, don't be don't be a pussy. Don't do this. Oh, what are you gay? It's just it's all of that kind of banter, which I feel like goes a step too far. Um, and but yeah, I mean, it's it's all very hard. But obviously, yeah, I personally have always been around uh, people that are accepting and people who are gay, are lesbians, are you know, so I've always been open to it and I've never I've never personally had a problem with it. But I I truly do believe that homophobia is terrible still. It's never gonna be the right time to just be like, Oh, it's it's better than it was now, so you know, we don't need to worry so much about it because it is awful. And especially in some countries it's you know, it baffles me. She she just raised something that Maddie there that reminded me, one of my major issues I do remember when I was mm. younger 
was the assumption and expectation from people, which I didn't want to happen, that, you that I would be gay. Yeah. And that came as much from a fear of the prejudiced outside world assuming that, mm. as well as from within the homosexual community. Well, let me just say a word about that, because that can be summed up as Maddie was talking. I thought what, what people don't realise these days is what was so bad then was this single word, contaminate. People mm. feared that we could... Con- the gay world can oh contaminate and the straight world so much. to the point yeah. where we had a rule 34 or something Section that was in education, Section 28, Section 28, yeah. which meant, I mean, I worked in a college library at that stage. We weren't allowed to buy certain books. I mean, it was against Good the law. God. Mm-hmm. I mean, homosexuality was classed as a, as a something disease in um, mm. in this psychological section. I mean, we you don't realise how sort of... And this is the 80s, mid-80s. Yeah. So in that word and contamination. And so many people still think that. Yeah. yeah, so people, many people, people are putting would up think, that especially prejudice. people of a certain age, would think, oh, I don't want my daughter going out with her. She's one of those. And the next thing I know, they'll be canoodling, you know. Well, but there was a really just a sort of... Yeah, uh, this assumption that every gay person yes. has no has no discernment at all. Yeah. And everybody is is prey. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah exactly. And just, also there's a mission incredible. to turn. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you an example of that. When I first told my sister I was gay, she moved away from me. <gasps> She literally moved away from me. She couldn't control, and and she realised she had, oh and became God. all sorts of. That is how strong she it is. Mm. Wow. She recoiled. But let me just finish up on a very funny little story that I remember at school when I was in sixth form taking my A levels, and at this point, I, you know, my girlfriend that by then knew. Um, I was hearing in the class that other people had gay parents and I felt like I was coming to the decision in my head that when I went to university, I was going to be open about this, but it still wasn't right at school. I still didn't want to. Yeah. But I remember a girl in my class who I, I actually fancied um, and she her, she had a gay mum. And I remember her saying in the middle of class, because we were talking about Section 28 or something around that and how awful it was. And uh, And she said, what is this? What is this? Teachers teaching us to be gay. She said, I've been in history classes for, for years. And they've taught me not a thing. <laughs> and it's like, you know, she was, it was a really, and I thought that's such a clever and witty way of looking at it. You know, this idea was just so patently ridiculous, yes, wasn't it? Yeah. But as you say, contaminated. And I think it in, infected, no pun intended, all of the press and propaganda around HIV, which was happening at the time, there was a real feeling of that sense of contamination yeah, in the yeah. 80s. You're right. And then, then, of course, AIDS came along. Yeah. And although that was mainly a, a, a gay male disease in terms of it didn't affect many lesbians it was all the same in terms of the the whipping up hate yeah Yeah. well when you look around the world and you even when you look to america at the moment everything's going on the 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 there's still a lot to um, fight for (laughs) right across the world against the law law. some countries they encourage people to kill gay people some countries they throw them off the top of roofs You know, so and in many ways, right here in this country on a daily basis, there is terrible prejudice Mm. going on and And people being beaten up and people. Yeah. yeah. But it is Gay Pride Month. And as we've had a number of people on our social media uh, channels, haven't we, said that they've come out this month and that it's the most incredible feeling and the support and love that they've got from the great community that is out there. And we will put some um, some. addresses, websites and stuff underneath here if, if anybody's wanting to reach out mm. to anyone. And, um, well done, Mum. That was yeah. your first podcast. Well done. Oh, yeah. Good. Well done. You come out as a pod- podcaster. A podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And happy Pride Month Hi, to everybody. Happy Pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God, I'm going to miss the parade this year. Oh. <laughs> Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. So let's have a look at some uh, letters we've got here. What have you got? So um, this is, I hope you're well. Thank you very much, Daryl. Daryl 48 from Ipswich. Recently, my 16-year-old son asked me for a serious chat. This was the first time for me, as most of the time I tried to talk to him. He can't leave that room quick enough. We we know how you feel, Daryl. Uh, he told me he was gay. He said he's felt that he's gay for some time, but didn't know how to tell uh, or how to say it. 
At first I thought it was a joke, so I teased him a bit and told him to stop messing with me. But he just kept saying that he was serious and so eventually I believed him. I asked him for time to process this information as I really don't know how to feel about this. I'm not comfortable with gay relationships and I'm strongly against gay marriage. I don't feel that anyone of any belief or orientation should be condemned for how they feel. I just believe marriage should be between a man and a woman. I have thought that my son may be gay before, although I dismissed it, hoping I was wrong. I don't understand how a man can be attracted to another. It simply doesn't make sense to me. Despite all of this, I love my son. That hasn't changed. However, I feel very uncomfortable with knowing he's gay. I wondered at the beginning if I could take steps to change him but I know this wouldn't work. I'm divorced from his mother and when I rang her to speak about this, I learned that he'd told her four years ago and that my son asked to keep it a secret from me. I'm pretty annoyed about that. She said I need to look past my views and learn to accept our son. I'm worried about how I'll be treated by friends, employers and others around him. We live in a very conservative area. I've always believed that homosexuality is wrong and I'm struggling to accept what my son has told me. Wow. 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 Um, well, in a weird way, in a weird way, I suppose what you're describing is not entirely dissimilar to what my mother encountered with her mum and dad. So she could never really fully come out to them. And I think if you're unwilling to budge, you can't, you know, it's not a choice. It's not a lifestyle choice, sexuality. It's not like, no. oh, I decided it. It's not like no. this is fundamentally who they are. And you talk about loving your son, which of course you do. So I think you're just going to have to very trickily, I don't know how, navigate some way around this. Um, I mean, I think do your research, like yeah. read some stuff, go online, hear some stories that will break your heart about how much some people, you know, how hurt some people can be by their parents rejecting them and rejecting yeah. fundamentally who they are. Yeah. And... I think it's interesting that you say that you worry about how other people will think and feel about him, but you're kind of doing it too, maybe. Maybe yeah. you're thinking and feeling feelings about him aren't really about who they are and you're worrying about how he might be perceived and maybe you're worrying, and this is totally normal because we all do it as parents, my God, you know, worrying about how then you will be seen. Mm. And I think there's no easy way around this. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to really work on that. Yeah. To just open up your mind and your heart to the fact that this is the son that you love and love is just love. It doesn't matter in what form it comes yeah. or who loves who. Love is love. And I think if, as best as you can, as, as as the father, you need to put aside as best as you can. And this might be a process over time of trying to put to one side what other people think. Mm. Surely the priority is what your child thinks of you. Yeah. And what you think of your child. And okay, if you're struggling to meet in the middle on that, that's for you two to work out and sod what everyone else thinks. Mm. Um, Benji, 42, from Stroud. I'm a 42-year-old gay dad. I was adopted at a young age. I don't know my biological father. And when I came out to my adoptive dad, he wrote me a letter the next day saying he wanted nothing more to do with me. Mm. Obviously, it was extremely painful and it felt like a punishment for me expressing my true self. Now I am happily married to an amazing guy and we have an adopted son of our own. Recently, he came out to me and it was like I had been given a chance to do all the things I wished my dad had done when I came out. My dad chose to make everything about him, about him. Sorry. When I came out, he saw it as me failing his expectations. He never stopped to realize that coming out is about the gay kid understanding their place in the world and having the courage to be themselves, even though being different can be really painful. Both my husband and I have chatted about this. Initially, we were a little upset that he's gay. It's not the easiest way through life. There's a lot of judgments and prejudice, but we love him dearly. And who better to guide him through the most pain-free way than two gay dudes? Been there, done that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, it's just so hard, isn't it? When, you know, what can you do? I mean, I've lived my life. I talked a little bit about this last week. You know, my job, I feel, as a father regardless of the sexuality of my children, is to be the thing that my lack of a father wasn't. So I think you're right. Your job is to, mm. in a sense, make amends for what you didn't get from your father. And you are perhaps the best qualified individuals to both know exactly the challenges that your son's going to go through, mm. but also 
the joys that your son's going to go through mm. because they don't have that experience that you had. They're mm. not going to have that experience that you had. Mm. And I suppose we're very lucky if any of our girls came out to us and said that they were gay. We, I suppose we're very, very lucky that we've had all these experiences yeah. and really we wouldn't have any struggle at all with it. No, It no. would just be 100 acceptance. That's just, yeah, I mean, it... it, it my heart wouldn't miss a beat. No, not at Other all. than the joy that they feel that they could share mm. it, and just as as you say, there um, is it Benji. Yeah, you know, to just be who you, who you who you truly are without any shame or fear or guilt. And I just would urge every parent to try and and do that because there is nothing more important than the wealth of your child. And when I say the wealth, I mean the health. The wealth, the health, health. Wealth. the health, wealth, the wealth, health. You know, and yeah. if you, if 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 they, if you can just put your arms around them and say it makes not a jot of difference, I love you just the same, that makes you both incredibly. <clears throat> well, what's the word? Incredibly, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And also, I would yeah. finally say as well, in both of those letters, clearly expectations of a straight father are the common thread between both of them. And I think as parents, generally, across all of these chats that we do on this, we always have to interrogate how much of the problems we're encountering with our kids are about our expectations and us, rather than actually what's going on for the child. That's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>